Well, good to see a lot of people checking in there. That's great. Super. <clears throat> I hope your time will be worth it. Praise the Lord. I believe it will. Mm. Ah, well, we're in lockdown still, but it doesn't lock down the Word of God, so we'll begin here and start going through a few things here. Good morning to everybody. Everybody saying good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. Yeah, buddy. Ah, well, <clears throat> I'm going to pick up where I left off um, the other day. We were looking at the book of Psalms, and, you know, the Psalms are just sitting there. There's only 150 of them, so, you know, it doesn't take you long, even if you're thinking about your your favorite Methodist hymn, hymnal or your Baptist hymnal. You go, hey, turn to song number 289 or whatever. It's pretty easy to figure these things out. One to 150. <clears throat> anyway, they do have the same message. You can just pick out any of them, no matter what your problems are or whatever you're going through, and it'll, it'll turn you around. <clears throat> so let's see what happens here. Let's start here. I want to start in, um, we're going to start in Psalm 13, and we're just going to just keep clicking right along here. Oh, so Psalm 13, I'm reading, I like to say big is huge is better. Woo, look at that. And I'm using the Living Bible. I like to get it into Alabama vernacular as quick as possible. A lot of times we struggle. We say, why don't I just look up the Hebrew words? You know, really, a rule of Bible reading is just read the Bible. If you can't figure it out in verse one, read verse two, <laughs> read verse three. Just keep on going. Don't let it stump you. You'll figure it out. <clears throat> It's pretty easy. So here we go. Uh, Psalm 13, and I like to jokingly mention that this is going to take us forever because from my count here, Psalm 13 goes on for about, wow, man, I'm, that's six verses. That's going to take a long time. That'll probably take us clear through summer. And No, it won't. Here we go. Watch it. Watch this. <clears throat> How long will you forget me, Lord? Now, again, this, this is not the... If you took Psalm 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, you would have found two other ones probably that started out just like this. Where are you? Now, I'm not going to stop here like some people do and and they'll go, yeah, you know, where's God when you need him? You know, I mean, that's be what David's talking about here. No, he's not. <clears throat> just like us. We need help right now. You can't wait forever. You've got to have help. Here we go. How long will you forget me, Lord? <clears throat> Notice he's not doing this in front of other people. Say, hey, everybody watch me. You know, this is... Really, the Psalms are, are just perfect prayers. Okay, anyway. uh, how long will you forget me, Lord? Forever? <laughs> Boy, that's so, you know, once you realize you don't have time to be perfect before the Lord and whatever, he knows you, he created you, you're fearfully and wonderfully made, you know, mercy. When you're in trouble, like I say, your best prayer is just help. Here we go. He goes on, he says, forever? <laughs> How long will you look the other way while I'm in need? Well, wait a minute. You know, sometimes, you know, we've got to have a little trouble. No, go back and look at the life of Jesus. How much trouble did he have? I mean, fed to 5,000, everybody got sick, healed, you know. Any trouble, didn't have a boat, he just walked across the water. I mean, come on. Say, so, yeah, but he goes crucified. Well, yeah, but that was a three-day deal, and that was a plan. Mercy. Anyway, here we go. So look what he says. How long must I be hiding daily in anguish in my heart? Uh, how long shall my enemy have the upper hand? Answer me, O Lord my God. Give me light in my darkness lest I die. Well, see, David put a time frame on it here. He says, hey, uh, how about doing this before I die? Now, remember, he was under threat of assassination. I mean, this is not things way out in the future. That's where we miss it with our relationship with the Lord. Get him in the now, right now where you are. You need help? You lose something, ask the Lord to help you find it, praise the Lord. You're in trouble, ask him to get you out of trouble. Anyway, let's keep going. Remember, David had these things shipped over to the choir and said, uh, sing this and then have everybody else sing it too. You know, boy, you had to do this. 
And it made sense. Here we go. Answer me, O Lord, my God. Give me light in my darkness, lest I die. Don't let my enemies say, we've conquered him. Don't let them gloat that I'm down. You know, I mean, have you already found yourself already? I think so. Look at this. Look at verse five. Two more verses going to take us forever, isn't it? <laughs> no, it's not. Here we go. But I, look at this, but I will always trust in you. Oh, what he means is I'm going to let everybody else see me. That, hey, I'm doing the right thing. Now, no, no, no. That's why we've blown it. You do this. You go to your father in secret who, and he'll reward you openly. Oh, wow. You know, mm, yeah, your faith does matter, you know. It's not just, well, I want everybody else to know that I, I, I want everybody else to know that, yeah, I've read this book. Yes, sir. I've read it. Hey, I read it, you know. Wow. It's not a matter of reading it, praise the Lord. It's, it's, what am I doing with it before the Lord? Now look here, verse five, look at this. But I will always trust in you and in your mercy and shall rejoice in your salvation. Now that word salvation is not talking about, even from total context, going to heaven. He's not talking about going to heaven. He's talking about whatever. Remember, he said, lest I die. <laughs> Get me out of this. You know, Jesus said he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hebrews, remember that? Chapter 13. Wow. Anyway, look at this. He said, I will sing to the Lord because he has blessed me so richly. That's the end of that one. When I hold up, let's go back and look at that first five again. But I'll always trust in you. Look at this. And in your mercy... Remember, don't bring me to trial. Psalm 43. Did you learn that one in preacher school? No, I read it reading the Bible myself. I thought, good grief, this is good for me. Whoa. Well, it's Psalm 143. It's just, all these are the same. Look at this. Hear my prayer. Well, it's almost, if we, if, we, if we take this wrong, we'll go like, oh yeah, my prayer is just not getting, getting into heaven. I mean, he won't ever listen to me. That's so dumb. That's so dumb. There was a woman that came up to Jesus, didn't even introduce herself. She just touched the hem of his garment, and she got it. And then Jesus went looking for her. <laughs> anyway, Psalm 143, verse 1. Hear my prayer, O Lord. See, we need a little bit of that. We need, you know, Lord, i got to have you help. They don't tell anybody else that you need the Lord's help. You tell the Lord you need his help, and leave it at that. Look at this. O Lord, answer my plea, because you are so faithful to your promises. That's Psalm 143, 1. Now, where do you get this so faithful to your promise? Yeah, to everybody else, but not to me. No, to you too. Now look at this next one. Boys, it'll blow you away. Don't bring me to trial. For as compared to you, no one's perfect. <laughs> yeah, hey, I'm with you. Woo, yeah. But you notice he didn't quit on his plea. He didn't say, well, you know, I guess I'm such a jerk to you, God. You're not going to help me. No, he went right on after it. My enemies chased and caught me. They have at Psalm 143, 1, 2, 3, knocked me down to the ground. They forced me to live in the darkness like those in the grave. I'm losing all hope. I'm paralyzed with fear. I remember the glorious miracles you did in days long ago. I mean, we've made it this far. How'd you get here? What, Jesus? <laughs> you know, count your blessings. I mean, you didn't just get one. I mean, <clears throat> praise the Lord. How many times did you almost hit the gas and go through an intersection all of a sudden? Shoom, oh my goodness, where'd that guy come from? Anyway, he says, I reach out for you and I thirst as a parched in land that thirsts for rain. Come quickly, Lord, and answer me. For my depression deepens. You ever feel like that might be you? Yeah, hello. Okay, let's read this in your Bible. Okay, here we go. Uh, don't turn away from me or I shall die. Let me see your kindness to me. Boy, I love his time frame. In the morning. 
I mean, we put it out there so far. Well, God, if you got time, I know you're busy in Africa, and I know you're busy with all these other places, but, you know, if you get a little bit of time, oh, gee, you're the one that's got to get it in the time frame. Notice he says, uh, let me see your kindness to me in the morning, for I am trusting you. Wow. Show me where to walk, for my prayer is sincere. Save me from my enemies, O Lord. I run to you to hide me. Help me do your will, for you are my God. Lead me in the good paths, for your spirit is good. Look at this, and I love this. And this is, We ought to use this all the time, but we don't. We, we, we feel like, well, I'm not going to tell the Lord that. Are you kidding? They told me at church don't act that way. Well, they told you wrong. <laughs> Look at this. Lord, saving me will bring glory to your name. Get the bargain on the table. Gee whiz. Bring me out of all this trouble because you are true to your promises. Well, I never heard of a promise where he said he'd get you out of trouble. Oh, boy. Shoo. <laughs> Go back and read Psalm 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. They're real short. Mm -mm -mm. Anyway. And because you are loving and kind to me, cut off all my enemies and destroy those who are trying to harm me, for I'm your servant. Uh, wouldn't it be nice if God would do that? Well, David seemed to think he was. And if you'll go read, if you'll go read, let's see, it's uh, 1 Kings, the first chapter, David lived to be an old man. And a little bit of trouble hit right there. You read it for yourself, 1 Kings. And uh, because one of his sons was trying to anoint himself as a king. And anyway, uh, Bathsheba already knew Solomon was supposed to be the king. And anyway, so David uh, had a meeting with Nathaniel, the prophet, and Bathsheba, and one of the most famous things he said right there, you won't think it's famous unless you read it for yourself and use it. David said, as the Lord lives, who delivered me out of all my troubles. Wow, at the end of your life, wouldn't it be neat to say, you know, God got you out, praise the Lord. Yeah, here we go. So let's go back to where we're at, Psalm 14. Let's see, we've, we've done 13, let's go to 14. That man is a fool who says to himself, there is no God. Now, I'm reading from the Living Bible. I mean, okay, it's the same thing. I mean, you get it. I mean, it's not going to say, well, Jesus died, and he died, and he's in the grave for a year and a half. <laughs> no, it was three days. I mean, come on, we get this. Oh, that I'm, uh, it's what it says in Psalm 14, verse 1, that a man is a fool who says to himself, there is no God. And I like to point out, too, that we're foolish, too, if we think he's not going to help us today. I mean, really, I mean, we just, yes, God's on his throne, and I'm going to heaven. And you are, praise the Lord. But, you know, I mean, you're just going to bump around down here like a, a, a pinball off of different things and never get the Lord's help because you've shoved him in a box saying that he's, he's because of maybe you think you've made so many mistakes, he's not going to help you. That's ridiculous. We just read Psalm 143. David said, hey, look, don't bring me to trial because as compared to you, nobody's perfect. <laughs> anyway, here we go. So he says, that, uh, the fool says there is no God. You know, anyway. Anyone who talks like that is warped and evil and cannot really be a good person at all. Oh, boy. <laughs> anyway, look at this. Verse 2. The Lord looks down from heaven on all mankind to see if there are any who are wise who want to please God. But no, all have strayed away. All are rotten with sin. Not one is good. Not one. They eat my people like bread and wouldn't think of praying. <clears throat> Don't they really know any better? Terror shall grip them, for God is with those who love him. I mean... Uh, think about it. I mean, are, are you lying when you say you love God today? Well, I doubt it. I believe you love God. We know we pass from death to life. The scripture says if we, what, if we love the brethren, I mean, how you doing with your mom and dad and your friends and whatever, and, and even people you don't know, are you just, are you that bad of a person? You just, you just can't wait to pounce on somebody? I don't think so. So he's not talking about you. 
Notice this, he says in verse five, terror shall grip them, those guys, for God is with those who love him. Wow, you know, he said he'd never leave you nor forsake you. Praise the Lord. Mm. We got two more verses. It's gonna take us forever to read this, won't it? <laughs> no, maybe at my rate. No, let's, let's keep going. He is the refuge of the poor and humble when evildoers are oppressing them. Now look at the time frame. When that oppression's hitting, he is their refuge. Wow. Oh, that the times of their rescue were already here, that God would come from Zion to save his people. What gladness when the Lord has rescued Israel. Wow. 14, 15. Man, I tell you what, I, whew, it's going to take forever. This Psalm 15 is five verses. Lord, who may go and find refuge and shelter in your tabernacle upon your holy hill? Anyone who leads a blameless life and is truly sincere, anyone who refuses to slander others uh, is truly sincere, anyone who refuses to, excuse me, anyone who refuses to slander others does not listen to gossip, never harms his neighbor, speaks out against sin, criticizes those committing it, commends the faithful followers of the Lord, keeps a promise, even if it ruins him, uh, does not crush his debtors with high interest rates and refuses to testify against the innocent despite the bribes offered to him. Such a man shall stand firm forever. Well, Richard, sounds good, but I'm guilty about half of that. Look, we're all guilty. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So what are you doing now? Remember the story about Zacchaeus? Zacchaeus was a crook. And he was a wee little guy. Zacchaeus was a wee little guy. A wee little guy was he. He climbed up in. Man, I just thank God. A lot of us, it, just by the grace of God, were raised up in church at some point or another, you know. And we heard these things. But anyway, the story's true. So Zacchaeus was in this tree. He wanted to see the Lord. But he was a crook. But something was calling him in his heart. And anyway, can you imagine this? Jesus comes down. Jesus comes back through that town. He sees Zacchaeus up there and he called him by name. See, God knows you. He knows you. You know. And he said, Zacchaeus, hey, you know, I'm coming to your house today. <laughs> boy, I mean, boy, he did. So Zacchaeus came down and man, the people were mad about that. I cannot believe that. How can Jesus go with people that are just so putrid? Whatever. But anyway, Zacchaeus had turned his life around. He said, hey, if I've wronged somebody, I'll pay him back fourfold or whatever. Anyway, <clears throat> all right, let's go. Here we go. Uh, Psalm 16. Look at this one. What are we going to do with this one? Psalm 16. Save me, O God, because I have come to you for refuge. Well, isn't that sweet? Everybody stand and let's see who's going to give their life to the Lord. That's not what he's talking about here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but hey, if you don't know the Lord and you're worried about heaven, hey, this is your day. Just say, hey, I don't want the alternative. I want heaven. I want Jesus. And he, of course, he'll save you, praise the Lord. But guess what? If you were like Peter drowning on the water, he'll save you there too. Mm. Anyway, so here we go. <clears throat> Psalm 16, look at those two first two words. Save me, O God. Look at this. Because I have come to you for refuge. I said to him, you are my Lord. I have no other help but yours. I want the company of the godly men and women in the land. They are the, truly, they are the true nobility. Those choosing other gods shall all be filled with sorrow, but I will offer the sacrifices, uh, excuse me, but I will not offer sacrifices they do or speak of the names of their gods. What's he talking about? Hey, what else do you need? You only need Jesus. You know, we're, we're not far from Psalm 23. Psalm 23, everybody knows. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Now, that doesn't mean, you know, I'm not supposed to want. No, I've got everything I need. I, what more do I need? But a lot of times we don't ask him for the help. You know, well, I mean, 
you know, I mean, I, well, I can take care of myself. Lord, you gave me a brain, you know, you gave me that. I mean, it's in everything by prayer. Let your request be made known unto God. He'll grant you the desires of your heart. Oh, on and on I could go. Anyway, here we go. Keep on going. Verse, verse five, this is Psalm 16. The Lord himself is my inheritance, my prize. He is, look at this. He is my food and drink, my highest joy. Really? Yeah, look at this. He guards all that is mine. Man, I tell you what, I got a lot of toys. I mean, I got a Harley, I got a house, I got a this and a that, and I bought some stuff the other day, you know, and you know, and then you wonder, you know, ooh, wonder if I lose that someday. You know, it bothers you. I hate to lose this. This is real. Look what he says. He guards all that is mine. Oh, mercy. You know, when you go back and read, uh, oh, I mean, it's a history book. It's not like a spiritual book. You get spiritual things out of it, but it's a history book. You go read the history when Moses got, well, God got them out of Egypt, you know, and then Exodus and Leviticus and Numbers. When they were supposed to go to those feasts, God said, when you go to these feasts four times a year, you had to go to Jerusalem, nobody's going to raid your house. Well, what do we do today? Oh, my gosh. Oh, we're going to blame somebody, and we don't think, well, that's not for us today. Well, <sighs> Then the same God back then is not for us today. I mean, see how foolish that is, you know. I'm gonna go back and read this again. The Lord himself is my inheritance. Notice how personal this is. This is not, you know, this is you and him. My prize, he is my food and drink and my highest joy. He guards all that is mine. See, that's what catches some of us people that didn't realize it and didn't read enough of the Bible to figure things out. They're like, well, okay, I go to church. Yeah, I'll sit down. I'll be quiet. I won't bother anybody, you know. All of a sudden, they perk up and they go, wait a minute, you mean my deer hunting equipment down there in South Alabama? You mean God will take care of that stuff while I'm way up here in North Alabama? That's between you and Jesus, and yes, that's exactly what he said. Mercy. I'm going to keep going. Look at this. He's, he, is my, uh, he sees that I am given pleasant brooks and meadows as my share. Wait a minute. Do you know what the same thing 23rd Psalm says, which we don't believe most of the time. He makes me lie down in green pastures, leads me beside the still waters. Oh yeah, it's a raging war around me. Oh my gosh, everything's falling apart. The Lord is, the word is, I've learned in English class. That's right now. I remember you're telling, anyway, you're telling the Lord. What, 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 look at this. What a wonderful inheritance. I will bless the Lord who counsels me. He gives me wisdom in the night. He tells me what to do. Man, I don't know what to do. I mean, heaven's just locked up. God don't talk to me. Pfft, you seal all that stuff up. You should be saying this every morning. Wow. Okay, anyway. Oh, here we go. I'm always thinking of the Lord, and because he is so near, I never need to stumble or fall. Heart, body, and soul are filled with joy, for you will not leave me among the dead. You will not allow your beloved one to rot in the grave. Hey, see that? See where that comes from? You know, that's what uh, Peter used in his, uh, in his message in Acts chapter 2, talking about Jesus was raised from the dead. You won't suffer the Holy One to rot in the grave. Anyway, you, have, uh, <clears throat> you let me experience the joys of life and the exquisite blessing, that's exquisite pleasures of your own eternal presence. Now look, we, we just can't let that stuff go. Let's back up and get verse 8 again. I'm always thinking of the Lord because he is so near. Where's God when you need him? <laughs> He's right there. <laughs> I 
mean, you know, we have the whole history starting in First and Second Samuel of David. You can read all about David, beginning to all the way to the end, okay? And then you get First Kings, little piece of David. Then you've got First Chronicles, uh, a big, huge uh, a recap of David, all the stuff he did. And I'm telling you what, he's no different than you and I are. <laughs> he's just like us. He's not up there playing some silly harp. Gee, my goodness. If you read the story, he played the harp for his boss, King Saul. And then the next day, as a little tyke, remember, he went out and whipped the fire out of Goliath. That's a funny book. People that were drunk wrote this. Oh, really? Well, I don't think so. So anyway, let's pick up eight again. I'm always thinking of the Lord because he's so near. That's what you need to be saying. He's near, he's near, he's near. I never need to stumble or fall. Well, yeah, but you just might. What Psalm 91 says, Psalm 91 says that he the angels are encamped about you to keep your feet from falling. The devil even said that to Jesus when he had him on that mountain. He said, Hey, on the temple, he said, Hey, jump down, for it's written. He'll give his angels charge concerning you. Now, charge it just means command. He's commanded his angels to keep you. That's the reason we walk around and go, you know, well, I don't know. So they've been it's like General Patton. He said, We going in there. <laughs> Yeah, but the weather's not good. We're going in there. And you know what happened. Wow, those angels are under command here. All right, anyway, uh, he says, heart, body, and soul are filled with joy. Well, you know, the Lord can only help you in the pitter-patter of your heart. That's not what it said here. Mm -mm. Filled with joy. For you will not leave me among the dead. Whoa, ho, ho, look at that. You will not allow your beloved one to rot in the grave. You have given me, you have let me experience the joys of life and the exquisite pleasure of your own eternal presence. Now, how does that line up with, uh, let's see, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice, I'll come in and dine with him and he with, he with me. That was written to individuals. It was actually written to a church, you know. Revelation chapter three, verse 20. Jesus is not supposed to be outside all the time. He's supposed to be inside with you. He's not inside with you to make your life miserable. Anyway. Well, lo and behold, we're already at 17. We covered 13, 14, 15, 16. Here's 17. Notice it's the same thing over and over again. I am pleading with you for your help. Oh, hope everybody heard me say that. No, this is between you and Jesus. You tell him that. Don't let anybody else know. I'm pleading with you for <laughs> your help, oh Lord. Uh, I just can't wait to keep going. Watch this. For I have been honest and have done what is right, and you must listen to my earnest cry. Well, I don't know about that. I mean, come on. You don't know. Everybody, you know, hey, God made, listen, there was always a daily sacrifice. There was a morning sacrifice and an evening sacrifice at the temple in the Old Testament. And what do we have today as, a Christian, as Christians? Jesus, John the Baptist says, behold, the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. We're not, you're not looking for a way into doing wrong every day. We beat ourselves up all the time. Was it Romans chapter, Romans chapter eight, verse one? There's no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Mm. Anyway, notice what he says. Uh, well, actually, it answers it. It says, see, if you just keep reading what it said, exactly what I said, here's what it says. Let's start over. I'm pleading, I'm pleading for your help, O oh Lord, for I have been honest and have done what is right. Oh, you think he's bargaining about heaven? Hey, Lord, you know, I'm pleading with your help. Take me to heaven. <laughs> no, this is daily personal problems. You know, iron sharpens iron. I tell you what, the, the more you get Jesus involved in your personal problems, I tell you what, the more, well, like I say, you just grow, 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 grow. Thing is, you'll never forget. Here we go. Oh, Lord, I have been honest and done what's right, and you must listen to my earnest cry. I mean, wouldn't it be great for you to say something like that? 
Now, Lord, you're going to have to listen to me. <laughs> he will. Come on. You've not been parents before. And have you not had to deal with your parents, you know, whatever, and say, look, Dad, look, I, I know. Okay, yeah, I, I wrecked the car last week. Yeah, I get it. But, you know, you have a relationship. What did you do, run away? You never come back? You worked it out. Or mom bailed you out or whatever. <laughs> Something happened. <laughs> anyway, here we go. Watch this. You have, uh, look at this, publicly acquit me, Lord, for you're always fair. Acquit uh, me? No, wait a minute. Yeah, look at this. You have tested me and you have tested me and seen that I'm good. You have come even in the night and found nothing amiss and know that I have told the truth. I have followed your commands and have not gone along with cruel and evil men. Now we know what's going on here. <clears throat> My feet have not slipped from your paths. Why am I praying like this? <laughs> yeah, I'd like to know because the you know, my background's Baptist. They didn't teach us to pray this way. I want to know. Hey, why am I praying this way? Be, look at this. Golly, Bob, howdy. Look at this. Uh, because I know you will answer me. Woo, oh God. Yes, listen as I pray. Show me your strong love in wonderful ways, O oh Savior of all those seeking your help against their foes. Woo. Mercy. You know, Jesus said the thief comes not but to kill, steal, and destroy. That's your enemy. I mean, the devil, whatever, your problems, life's difficulties, whatever. He says, so he says here, he says, oh, show me your strong love, Psalm 17, in, one, in, in wonderful ways, O Savior of all those seeking your help against their foes. Now, why do you spin off saying this is for everybody? I mean, we got to quit that because it only works for a few of us, right? You know, <laughs> it works for all of us. Well, I tried that didn't work. Ah, don't be saying that. You tell the Lord that. You tell the Lord you tried that. Notice he's not saying, I hope everybody's listening here. No, this, this was a pattern for us to use. David thought it was such a good pattern. He had it shipped over to the choir for them to sing. And the whole nation to be singing. Okay, here we go. Yes, listen as I pray. Show me your love, strong, your strong love in wonderful ways, O Savior of those seeking your help against their foes. Notice it says, O Savior. Now, again, he's not talking about heaven. Now, you do remember that the name Jesus means Savior. And he wasn't always talking about, well, I just came down here to make sure you guys could all go to heaven. No, he sent the disciples out. Said, heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, cast out demons. Had a lot of work to do down here. We got a lot of problems down here. Anyway, uh, protect. Oh my goodness, we better not say this. I don't want to give anybody, the, give anybody the wrong impression here. No, I am. Verse eight. Protect me as you would the pupil of your eye. You know, you don't want to get anything in your eye, or whatever. Protect me. Shoo! Wow. Hide me in the shadow of your wings as you hover over me. Well, that'll take forever. He'll not, yeah. It's not, this is not forever. This is now. Look, he goes on and says, my enemies encircle me and murder with murder in their eyes. They are pitiless and arrogant. Listen to their boasting. They close in upon me and are ready to throw me to the ground. They are like lions eager to tear me apart, like young lions waiting, uh, hiding and waiting their chance. Lord, arise and stand against them. Push them back. I mean, do you see the time frame here? We don't have time for, well, the Lord will be there week after next. <laughs> David had been dead by then. You ought to go read the story in the, uh, Second Chronicles where David, you, you probably didn't know it. Did you know David got impeached? <laughs> yeah, he did. His whole entourage and everything, the kingdom, his whole staff, hightailed it, got up, and they left. It's because Absalom had anointed himself king. His son, you imagine that? 
Domestic problems. Domestic? It was his own son. Gonna kill him. That event didn't last more than two weeks. He left, was gone, and the whole time he was gone, he was blessed like crazy, turned around, and came back into his kingdom. What a wonderful story. Good grief. Happened to Nebuchadnezzar, too. You read it. Daniel chapter, uh, let's see, is he three? Is Shadrach, Meshach, Bingo before? Chapter four. It's basically Nebuchadnezzar wrote an email. He said, I want to tell you how great God is. Yeah, Nebuchadnezzar said that. Because then he had, to, he had another dream again. He couldn't, he, it scared the poop out of him, you know. <laughs> anyway, Daniel comes running in there and he says, yeah, King, because uh, see, he was on his staff, Daniel and King Nebuchadnezzar. And Daniel says, I wish this would happen to somebody else but you, King, but it's going to happen to you. And King Nebuchadnezzar said, don't be afraid. You tell me what it is. Anyway, Daniel said, well, you're going to get big headed. You're going to think you did all this. Everything in your kingdom, you did. You're not going to give the credit to the Lord, so you're going to lose your mind for about seven years. But you're going to get it all back. You're going to realize that God did all this stuff for you, and then you're going to get it all back. So sure enough, it, oh, and you're going to graze around like a cow out in, the, <laughs> out in the field. Sure enough. Now, what's so interesting in Daniel chapter 5, you read it for you, Daniel chapter 4. Read it. Uh, King Nebuchadnezzar's writing this, just like David's writing this. Praise the Lord. And he got his kingdom back, and you couldn't shut him up. Oh, man. Here we go. Back to this, Psalm 17. So he says, Lord, arise and stand against them. Push them back. Come and save me from these men of the world who are concerned, whose only concern is earthly gain. These men who have, whom you filled uh, with your treasure so that their children and grandchildren are rich and prosperous. Now, these are the bad guys. And David says, see how David addresses that how the Lord's blessing folks left and right? He didn't indicate this was the problem. Anyway, verse 15, but as for me, my contentment is not in wealth, but in seeing you and knowing that all is well between us. And when I awake in heaven, are you ready for this? I will be fully satisfied for I will see your face. You know, we need to calm down about heaven. You're going to make it. You're going to be there. Absent from the body, present with the Lord. Praise the Lord. You know, David's still talking about his personal problems here, but you know, right at the end, he's talking about these other guys and all these blessings these other guys had. He says, my contentment is this, not in wealth, but in seeing you and knowing that all is well between us. For when I awake in heaven, I will be fully satisfied and I will see you face to face. And hey, you know, David's made mistakes just like you and I have. Praise the Lord. Well, I'm gonna keep my promise here. We're trying to keep it within within 30 minutes here. Oh, uh, Boy, I could, Psalm 18 is just, I mean, let me just get a piece of it. Okay, Psalm 18, look at this. Lord, how I love you, for you have done such tremendous things for me. You know, we love him because he first loved us. We have, Sometimes we have it backwards. We got to do, 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 do all these wonderful things, and then maybe God will love us. No, it, it doesn't work that way. I mean, Jesus died for you and I. We didn't die for him. <laughs> you know, he died for us. We love him because he first loved us. Lord, how I love you, for you have done such tremendous things for me. There's nothing wrong with that. He's not going to quit either. For the Lord, look at this. The Lord is my fort where I can enter and be safe. No one can follow me in and slay me. He is my rugged mountain where I can hide. He is my savior, a rock where no one can reach me and a tower of safety. Uh, now, that's not some sort of spiritual thing. You can't take a type and shadow and say, well, it's, it really doesn't work in the natural, but it's it's just a pitter-patter of the heart. It's a spiritual. <laughs> nah. Mm -mm. 
He goes on, he says, he is my shield. He didn't quit yet. He is like the strong horn of a mighty fighting bull. Yeah, remember that bull's not after you. You're, <laughs> you're behind that horn. You're on that bull. Hey, you're, you're not. <laughs> Woo. Okay, here we go. All I, look at this. All I need to do, and this is where we blow it right here. You may only blow it for a few minutes, and then you go, I need to pray. Yeah, get with it, okay? Sometimes you wait two or three days. Some people wait years. I forgot to ask the Lord to help me. Remember, it's not in front of me. It's between you and Jesus. All I need to do is cry to him. Oh, praise the Lord, and I'm saved from all my enemies. Well, uh, do you think David was trying to give us a tip here? You know, I mean, uh, all I need to do. Anyway, he goes into detail here. He says, death bound me with chains and the floods of ungodliness mounted a massive attack against me, trapped and helpless. I struggled against the ropes that drew me on to death. Man, what happened here? In my distress, I just uh, we're just gonna get this part and I'm gonna quit because this whole thing is so fantastic. In my distress, I screamed to the Lord for his help and he heard me from heaven. See, we get the idea he don't ever hear. He don't ever hear. I gotta be this. I gotta be that. For, I gotta do so much before he'll ever, <clears throat> I'll ever get this far. I gotta get up early in the morning, read my Bible, thousand hours, you know, or no. He said, and he heard me. My cry reached his ears. The earth rocked and reeled and the mountains shook and trembled. How they quaked for he was angry. We, we just don't get this as Christians today. We, we don't think God gives a rip about our little problems. That's the reason we should know Psalm 18. Fierce flames leaped from his mouth, setting fire to the earth. Smoke blew from his nostrils. That's why I like to say God smokes. <laughs> hey, look at he bent down the heavens. He bent the heavens down and came in my defense. Thick darkness was beneath his feet, mounted on the cherubim. He sped swiftly to my aid with wings of wind. Where is God when you need him? He is flying in your direction. Unless you call him off. I'm not calling him off. He enshrouded himself with darkness, veiling his approach. Yeah, timer went off there. <laughs> no, I'd say a tea clock. Okay. With dense clouds, dark and murky water. Suddenly the brilliance of his presence uh, broke through the clouds, uh, with lightning and, and a mighty storm of hail. The Lord thundered into heavens. Oh, the God above all gods has spoken. Oh, the hailstorms. Oh, the fire. He flashed his fearful arrows of lightning and routed all my enemies. See how they run. <laughs> I love that. You know. Then at your command, O oh Lord, the sea receded from the shore. At the blast of your breath, the depths were laid bare. He reached down from heaven and took me, look at this, and drew me out of all my great trials. I don't know about you, but this is mine. He, uh, all I got to do is cry, and he comes rushing down there and gets me out of, my, out of all my great trials. Mercy. Many of the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord, what? Delivereth him out of them all. That's Psalm 34. Do you see the pattern here? Psalm 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. It's the same, it's the same pattern. Anyway, Lord bless you. <clears throat> Let's pray. Father, we just thank you, Lord, if we're experiencing any kind of trouble today, you'll get us out. Hallelujah. And if we're having trouble in our bodies, you'll take care of that. What's healing to you? And if it's not this or that, it's just something else that's on our heart. Whatever it is, Lord, you'll get us out. It's the same story over and over again. So, Lord, that didn't leave anything left for us to keep details and tell others about what you've done in our life as we tell the wonderful story about Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, hunker down. <laughs> Be blessed.